Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, I want to thank Roman for supporting today's I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Roman is a men's health company that offers remote online diagnosis for ED and convenient and discreet monthly delivery of the medication. For a free visit online, go to GetRoman.com slash champ. That's GetRoman.com slash champ for a free online visit. GetRoman.com slash champ. The I Am Rappaport Stereo, Stereo Podcast. Live. You're down with Rappaport. Yes, I am. 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 You better tune in, I am Rappaport.com. Cause every single podcast, you know he drops bombs. I seen him on set, a seasoned vet with true talent. Catch him on his way to CrossFit, rocking the new balance. He asked me to do the track, cause he know I rhyme elite. But I'm just waiting for the Robert, Robert De Niro line, line of, of the week. Breakfast of champions, toasted bagel, cream, cream cheese, and locks. This is I am Rappaport, the show never stops. You might catch him out in public, stretching his knees. But if you don't listen to the show, yo, wig up, please. Rip, rip, Wiggle, please. This is the I am Rappaport Podcast. What's up? This is Michael Rapport. I am geeking the fuck out because I, I have to say, when it comes to a podcast, I'm going to be totally honest. 
that I pulled off a minor fucking miracle. As you know, November 9th, 1993, Enter the 36 Chambers by the Wu-Tang Clan came out, and Midnight Marauders by A Tribe Called Quest came out. Today is the 25th anniversary of both those records. We pulled off a minor fucking miracle at the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Today on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, special guests, the abstract poetic Q-tip from A Tribe Called Quest is on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, and, and you fuck, DeKal, DeKal, Method Man is on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. This is what the fuck it's all about. This is why we podcast. This is why we podcast. I'm pretty fucking sure that on the first ever I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, when I was rattling off my list of dream team people that I wanted Both those guys' names were in there. Method Man came on once before. It was a five-star classic. Q-Tip is on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, talking all things Enter the 36 Chambers and Midnight Marauders. Method Man from the Wu-Tang Clan is on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, talking all things Midnight Marauders and Enter the 36 Chambers. Miles Jordan, you know you got to give me something really nice, really fucking Proper, because this is what it's all about. Yo, I'm not bullshit. I'm not bullshit. I, I'm so proud and excited uh, about this. I am rap for stereo podcast. We've been celebrating. Uh, I think. The last truly great day in golden era hip-hop. I'm quoting Questlove from The Roots. He said that uh, one time. I don't know if it's the last great day, but it's certainly one of the greatest days in hip-hop. The release of Midnight Marauders and Enter the 36 Chambers. Um, I couldn't be more fucking thrilled. I couldn't be more happy um, with the two people that I have on to talk about that time talk about those records, and and talk some shit. Uh, we're going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, first, I got to acknowledge the horror, the, the, the terrible shooting that took place in uh, Ventura last night. Um, there's nothing to say. Uh, there's nothing to say except for uh, my heart goes out to all the people that uh, are suffering. That, you know, it, that's like... 30 minutes from where I live. I mean, you know, you, it's the fact that it's in California and it's close to where I live makes it, you know, just a little bit crazier, but I have nothing to do with it. Um, I saw this young father talk about losing his son. Um, it's been all over the news and it's just devastating, man. It's just devastating. Um, and just another tragedy you know, uh, another gun tragedy, and and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but I have to acknowledge it, and uh, just, you know, I don't know how it's going to stop, where it's going to stop, 
what to do about it, but it's just, it's just a fucking, it takes the breath out of you, and you're just like, I can't believe this shit happened again. Like, I can't believe this happened again. Nothing ever good comes from a story about guns, ever. There's never a happy ending when a story uh, about guns is on the news. It just, it just never, it's never the case. And I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I don't want to get too deep into that. Uh, I want to move forward. And again, just thoughts and prayers and, and whatever you're into, uh, however you articulate uh, your feelings about what happened. Um, and we just have to move forward and, and just, I don't even know what else to say. Um, CIM Rapport Stereo Podcast. If you never listened to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, this is the worldwide phenomenon. If you're listening on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review us. Um, like I said, I couldn't be more elated uh, uh, for our guests, Q-Tip and Method Man, um, talking about uh, the greatness of Enter the 36 Chambers and Midnight Marauders. Uh, Q-Tip is telling some bugged out stories about uh, hanging out with Method Man, running into Method Man the night that both the records dropped. Um, and just there's jewels. There was jewels. When, when, when I uh, recorded the interviews, I sent them to uh, Miles, Miles Davis, the, the, the sound engineer uh, slash producer, one of the uh, Dust Brothers. And I called him. I said, yo, you're going to get these two files. I'm literally sending diamonds over the internet. Like I, I felt like I was like literally like transporting like diamond, diamond little speckles. Cause every word of what both these dudes said is just fucking ill. Um, so the big news, big fucking news in the NBA today, literally, no one is talking about anything else in the NBA the last 24 hours except for. LeBron James is wearing a headband again. That's right, folks. That was front, front, that was like first word news on a lot of these sports shows. LeBron James is wearing a headband. Um, the internet Twitter went crazy that LeBron James is wearing a headband in the NBA. Uh, and I personally could give two shits. And 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 I gotta say, um, Jordan Winter, one of the other producers of the Iron Rap Stereo Podcast, we were having a conversation about this. Um, we were like, do these people that are like have these these Twitter pages and these Instagram pages and they're like NBA fanatic and uh, I love the NBA and all things basketball, do they even watch the fucking games? I, I don't think people are even watching the games. I think it's like some form of like e-news. It's like some TMZ shit. Because, okay, LeBron James is wearing a headband. The cocksucker's been going bald for 15 years. We know. I wrote a full uh, part of uh, a chapter in my book about it. Ha ha, very funny. But somehow, someway, he hasn't gone fully bald. I, I like the fact that he hasn't gone fully bald so we could still laugh about it. But Jesus Christ. I mean, I like to beat a dead horse. I, I love to just, you know, have a joke and just kick it into the fucking ground. But enough is enough with the fucking hair and the headband. I don't give a shit. Grown men, grown ass men on Twitter. This, this is just a few. And I had like 10 of them. Grown ass men. These are actual quotes from actual men. Some of them are verified on Twitter. Quote, unquote. Yo, I'm not feeling this new look by LeBron. 
Duke, this is not fashion week, this, this new look. This is, this is what you're talking about when you, when you watch the Lakers play, when you watch one of the greatest basketball players ever, his look. We're not in Paris. That's upsetting you. You're not feeling this look that another man is wearing while he's playing basketball. Another guy said, yo, I really like that black headband and how it contrasts the purple and gold. This is a, an actual tweet. I like the black headband and how it contrasts the purple and gold. This is what you take away from watching a basketball game? I, I, don't, I don't understand how that's an important thing. Another tweet, yo, why he got to rock the headband again? Now I got to go out and buy me a headband that I can rock when I play. Duke, you're not Bron Bron. You're not King James. You can rock a fucking headband. You can rock a do-rag. You can rock a fitted hat. You still ain't shit. Like, this is, like, you actually think about the outfit you wear when you go play two-on-two in the park? A grown fucking man? This is your, this is, I'm telling you, this is some TMZ e-entertainment shit. It's like, we need to get my man, Mario Lopez, to do a sports segment on Entertainment Tonight. Because people are, are there's, a, there's an avenue for that. For where you don't talk about plays. All you talk about is what they're wearing and, and the gossip and the fighting and the Jamal Murray, Kyrie Irving beef that they're also still talking about, which I aired out on the last premium I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, which was a smacker, by the way. It's a 75-minute smacker. If you don't have... The premium I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast app. Ask yourself, why not? A 75-minute smacker talked all kinds of shit about all kinds of things, plus the official, unofficial political correspondent, Eli Lake, came down and objectively broke down the midterm elections. I don't know what the fuck else I could do here. I don't know what the fuck else I could do here. That was in primetime. We call it PPP, Premium Primetime Podcasting. Again, I'll say it. Uh, uh, I'll say it again. PPP Premium Primetime Podcasting. But that's in the past. I'm all hyped up. I'm all. I'm all jacked up because of these interviews. Because of the day. Because of this podcast. I'm so excited about it. This is. This is why we do it. Uh, uh, this is exactly. You know that uh, uh, that NBA commercial. Maybe it's an NFL commercial. This is why we play. This is why we podcast is because of, of this episode and this excitement um, about this episode and, and talking about this episode, um, you know, just to, to, for me to be able to fan out um, about these two records that mean so much to me and so many other people um, is exciting. Uh, one of the things that people are talking about still from the midterm elections is the problems uh, with the voting booths. Some of them didn't work. Obviously, there was uh, overcrowded um, there was machines apparently that weren't plugged in. Probably every fucking time there's an election, this happens. Where Bill Gates? Where the fuck are you at? Where the fuck is Bill Gates at? Where 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 is he? Uh, where is uh, uh, that other fat guy from uh, uh, Apple, uh, Microsoft? Are you guys around? This this seems like an easy fix. Make one kind of voting booth, one kind of voting machine, and send it out there. They got uh, uh, charging stations 
all over New York City. I'm in New York City right now. They have charging stations where you could stop on the street, plug your, your phone charger in, and charge your phone right there in the middle of Manhattan. Rain, sleet, or snow. But you can't figure out somehow, some way to make these fucking voting booths work. Bloomberg, somebody. Somebody make one kind of voting booth, and that's it. There's no, oh, well, this district has that. Uh, this county has that. Fuck all that. There, there's got to be one tech. I mean, then you'll make a fortune. Charge the country for it. I don't know how it works. And I don't want to hear about this shit. They're doing recounts in Florida. You know, it, it's not over. Votes weren't uh, tallied. Some votes were mailed in, all this. Machines didn't work. I don't want to hear this nonsense about the machines. We got enough factors, enough stress, enough uh, different things to, to try to figure out when it comes to an election, the last thing that should be an issue in 2018, we got phones. We have cell phones that you can get that are either bigger than your cock or smaller than your cock. Okay? We got cell phones. We got iPads. All these devices. Google glasses. You could start your car while you're in bed. All these remote this, that, and other. We can't figure out a, a simple way to make the voting booths unified across the country. Who's smart? I don't know who's smart. Who the smart? Elon Musk, you fucking blunt smoking, weed smoking freak. Figure this shit out. Instead of these, oh, I'm going to build a tunnel. It'll get you from Los Angeles to uh, Vegas in 15 minutes. You're not doing that. It's never happened. This ain't the Jetsons, Duke. Figure out the voting boots. You figured out your fucking car, your, your Tesla, which I'm never getting a Tesla. By the way, I don't care how cool they are. People are like, well, the screen inside is huge. Yo, I'm distracted enough when I drive, okay, with my own thoughts. My own thoughts distract me. Uh, honestly, my phone, uh, you know, and, and just life itself. I don't need a 16-inch TV screen in my car, okay? I'm not getting a Tesla. I feel like Elon Musk, after he, uh, I feel like he jumped the shark when he went on Joe Rogan and smoked weed, and then a couple of days later, he, he was fined $20 million for something, something to do with Tesla, and the guy who invented the Tesla uh, is no longer working at Tesla. So if you get a Tesla car and it's totally electric and all that shit, you know those things have problems, I know two friends that have Teslas, and they're like, yeah, sometimes there's problems. You know, they're figuring it out. I'm not spending that kind of money uh, where they're like, oh, we're figuring it out. You spend that kind of money where you don't have to figure it out. You, you go on the cheap when you're like, yeah, well, I, I, I went on the cheap, so, you know, they're still figuring it out. I don't spend, you know, the extra four, five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars $800, whatever the fuck it is each month, where I need to go to the shop. Okay, and then they're going to give me another car that might break down because it hasn't been figured out. Fuck that Tesla car. I don't even know how we got on that shit, but we're here. Yes, yes, sure. Watching football is fun. I love it. But I got to be honest, it's more entertaining. It's even more fantastic when you have a little action on the games. Rapid Pack, you have heard me talking about this for weeks. And some of you, for some reason, I don't know why, are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting only at my bookie. If they're kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big 
parlay. Parlez-vous parlay? That's French. Pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, you can turn a hundred bucks into six hundred bucks at mybookie.ag. You can make bets on their mobile site with ease and use the promo code Rappaport R A P A P O R T for a fifty percent deposit bonus to jump start your bankroll. Also, make sure you follow Bet My Bookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every single mention and DM. Not to mention, they have given away more than ten thousand dollars in free money to their followers this football season. Ten grand. Go to mybookie.ag right now. That's mybookie.ag right now. Use the promo code Rappaport to get a 50% deposit bonus. The promo code again is Rappaport. You play, you win, you get paid at mybookie.ag. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should only be betting at mybookie. In other I Am Rappaport stereo podcast news, um, of course, we had the Paul Wall grill contest Paul Wall baby friend of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast sick fuck of the week aficionado the man is become a sick fuck of the week aficionado Uh, I said it once I said it many times Um, I accept all applications all submissions is the better word for sick fucks Uh, it takes a village to really air out all the sick fucks. It takes a village to really uh, get all the sick fucks organized and, and to share them with the, with the world. And Paul Wall Baby, Houston's own, um, where, by the way, 19 black women in Houston, 19 black women were nominated as judges, which is just crazy and dope and exciting, and hopefully they'll wind up being great judges uh, but you gotta like be like, wow, that's a fucking that's a fucking change. That's a cool fucking thing. Uh, but we had this contest last week, and we said that Paul Wall was giving away a grill, and we were uh, taking all video submissions why you should get the grill, why you should win this contest, and we got overwhelmed, flooded. To be honest with you, um, especially when we extended it. Flooded with submissions. Uh, some people said their teeth were fucked up. Uh, some people saying he wanted to do it to impress his girl. All different reasons uh, uh, why they should win the grill. And I got to be honest. I'll be fucking dead honest here. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast Think Tank. At one point, I was going to send it to Paul Wall and be like, you pick the winner. But we were so overwhelmed, we couldn't pick the winner. I was like, I'm not fucking going to drag Paul Wall into this. He was nice enough to offer the custom grill. So me, Jordan, and Miles, and I got to be honest, I tossed and turned who should be the winner. Who should be the guy to win the grill? Um, and it was hard to just pick one. So, so what we're going to do is, yes, there's only one winner of the Paul Wall grill, and we're going to get to him later. But we had to pick some, some runners-up, and we didn't offer this in the beginning, and we were just like, these guys, they got to get something because they went so hard. So we have six runners up. And trust me, I don't feel good about only one winner, okay? But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, we had to pick it. Uh, we have six runners up that are going to receive butter soft I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast t-shirts, okay? Just for E for effort, and they could have easily been 
been winners. And like I said, it was a tough choice. So the six people that uh, didn't win that are runner-ups are at MacBookMally, at I.A. Delgado, at Nick Clemente9, at T-T-R-I-S-T-E-R, at T.T. Trister, at Rizzy the God, and at H-Town's Dark Knight. Congratulations. You guys are all runners up. And there, there's, listen, there's winners and there's losers. Don't consider yourself a loser. Uh, you're a runner up. It was a tough, hard fought contest. You guys are, uh, are going to all be uh, receiving uh, contact personally from me, and we're going to send you a butter soft I Am Rappaport stereo podcast. Uh, but the winner, and again, you won, but don't get cocky, okay? Um, but we made a decision. Yours was, was the best, and it was by a fucking nose. The winner, can I get a drum roll? The winner of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast Paul Wall Grill Giveaway Contest is at Meaty Baby. M-E-E-D-Y Baby. Yes, congratulations. Here is the audio for his video that he submitted. Um, check this out. Hey, Grant, Paul Wall, what's good? Uh why do I feel like I need this grill? Um, a couple of reasons. Mike Rapp, huge, huge fan. Listen to every single uh, episode of your podcast. Congrats on episode 500. It's a fucking huge accomplishment. Paul Wall, uh, absolute legend. I uh, was obsessed obsessed with Paul Wall's uh, music and the whole uh, Houston movement. Swish a House, DJ Screw, the grill movement, TV Johnny. I used to go... Uh, I shit you not, when I was in middle school, I used to go on TV Johnny's website in seventh or eighth grade and, and wanted a grill so bad. I used to stare at grills all day and I almost bought a grill, but um, you know, didn't do it. Uh, my, te- my teeth were also really fucked up back then. I had a big gap right here and I was like, you know, is my grill gonna have fucked up teeth? Uh, does it work like Invisalign? I, I wasn't really sure, but anyways, uh, would love to get a grill. Uh, Internet Going Nuts by Paul Wall, one of the greatest songs of all time. Uh, Mike Rapp, if you haven't heard that song, Internet Going Nuts, fucking classic. Love you guys. Thanks you for uh, for listening to this, and hope, hopefully I get this grill, man. I mean, fuck, right? Um, I'd play some of the. Maybe we'll play some of the audio for for other people's stuff on, on the next uh, I am Rapport Stereo podcast. Uh, you guys, all the winners, DM me the six people that I uh, I, I gave uh, the, the runners up to, and uh, Meaty Baby, the the winner, and you should hold your fucking chest out high. Um, DM us at I am Rapport. Uh, for details, I am Rappaport on Instagram for details. Uh, we'll also reach out, try to get you uh, your T-shirts and your grill ASAP. And do not look at these T-shirts as participation trophies because we got about, I'd say, 40-something really, really creative, strong, passionate videos. And it was hard enough to wean it down to you guys. These are not participation T-shirts. Uh, they're Buttersoft I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast T-shirts. And anybody who uh, wants to get themselves a Buttersoft I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast t-shirt, the whole collection, you know, the Stickman collection, uh, all the different variations of the I Am Rapport uh, design, uh, uh, you, you know, the, uh, the sucker shit t-shirt, it's all available at districtlines.com forward slash I Am Rapport. But congratulations to at Meaty Baby with a D. Now, I did mention that Paul Wall was quickly becoming a sick fuck of the week aficionado, uh, which is a great segue to get into the award-winning 
I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Sick Fuck of the Week segment. Yes, you hear the theme song. That's the music. Yes, that's the Sick Fuck of the Week theme song. This award uh, goes out to not just anybody. No, 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 no. It goes out to a certain type of person with a certain, uh, what do the French say? Um, uh, a je ne sais quoi. A certain, uh, a certain panache. Um, the Sick Fuck of the Week is an award that is earned, not given. The Sick Fuck of the Week is an award that is earned, not given. Uh, first award goes out to uh, an Ohio mom, uh, Noelle Hines, who mm, she kind of fits the look for a Sick Fuck of the Week. Uh, she definitely fucked up. Noelle Hines, you sick fuck you. She stole more than $1,600 of Girl Scout cookies from her daughter's troop. 16, you stole Girl Scout cookies? That's like, that's like mugging Santa Claus. Noelle Hines allegedly accepted a large cookie order to sell for the troop. But when the funds were due, her scout never received them. But Noelle did. Small investigation. Nabbed her. Uh, she's got to pay back the money. She was arrested. And on top of all that, you are an Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast sick fuck of the week. Great job. Uh, secondly, in China, the, I can't pronounce it. China's, I can't pronounce it. It's something in Chinese. But China's, whatever the word is, news agency made its debut with uh, a robot-powered newsman. It's the world's first virtual newsman. So fuck you, uh, Walter Cronkite. Uh, Eat a dick, Barbara Walters, Dan Rather, Katie Couric, you're fucking done. Your days are fucking numbered because uh, China doesn't need you. China has a virtual reality, a robot. You, and the guy looks like a real person. He sounds kind of robotic, but if you're not really paying attention, you're like, oh, this is a real person. I'm going to tell you something, you sick fucks over there in China. You ain't going to have no fucking robot taking my fucking job. Okay, I'm the fucking host of this podcast. You're not getting some robot CGI AI-powered motherfucker to uh, host this show. Okay? I don't know what the fuck the world's come to. I want to I see a person. Do the news. I don't want a fucking robot. This ain't 2001 Space Odyssey, okay? I don't know where the fuck Anderson Cooper, Bill O'Reilly, and Diane Sawyer are at, but I'm starting, yo, I'm with you guys. I don't want no fucking robot trying to, like, you know, plug and play and kick me out of being the host of the world's greatest podcast. This here, I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. China, congratulations. You are now on the sick fuck of the week list. This next sick fuck of the week uh, goes to uh, the entire state of Las Vegas. I, I know it's cute and it's fun and he was beloved, uh, but Dennis Hoff, you know, the, the, the founder and president and, and big daddy pimp of the famous Love Ranch in Nevada, he, he, you know what I'm talking about. He, we, we acknowledge him. He passed away. Uh, some people were saying, is he a stick man? Is he not a stick man? I, I, I think we... Inevitably voted on the side that he's not a stick man, he's, but he is truly pimping. Uh, Dennis Hoff, 
uh, weeks, weeks after uh, passing away, uh, uh, he died on October 16th, was still, still elected and won the Nevada legislative race. These people are so sick, they nominated and elected. He actually won. God rest his soul. He's dead, you sick fucks, you. He's not coming back. You're not getting a discount at the Love Ranch. Now, what if they try to bring in uh, the great Ron Jeremy to fill his seat? You want Ronnie J? Big Dick Ron, as they used to call him. That's what they used to call Ron Jeremy. One of the great porn stars from the 70s and 80s. He's like the, the Bill Russell, the Bob Cousy of porn stars. Doesn't get the credit he deserved. Changed the game when he was doing it. And he was famous for sucking his own dick. Now, I don't know if that's something that you should be proud of. Uh, but Ron Jeremy was very proud of it. He would suck his own dick on film, on camera. And uh, I believe he was Jewish. So it's great for the Jews. Listen, we have a, a, one of the, probably the, the most famous male porn star uh, ever. Um, but he's known for a porn star who sucks his own dick. I'm sorry, I don't want to say it, say it again, but that is, that is true. And finally, uh, this, this is definitely a, a, a late, a late uh, push for sick fuck of the year. Uh, and this, again, this happened in, in Los Angeles in North Hollywood. If you're not from uh, LA, North Hollywood is 15 minutes from Hollywood. They have surveillance video of this motherfucker. And he looks like a hipster fuck with a, uh, a trucker hat and yellow sunglasses. He's got a red sweatshirt on. They have surveillance video. And I swear to goodness, I would like to offer myself up. If you put me in drag, I will, I will walk the streets in the day or night. Maybe I could get the shoot or we can do it. We could both pass ourselves off as author, orthodox women. This sick fuck in North Hollywood, California is walking around North Hollywood snatching the wigs off Hasidic Jewish women. You piece of shit. You sick fuck you. The man targeted victims on Young Kippur September 19th. He did it to an 80-year-old woman as she walked alone. You know how scary that is? An 80-year-old woman walked alone in North Hollywood. He did it a couple of days later to a 36-year-old woman. I'm going to put a wig on, you fuck. I put my fucking wig on. I'll put a fucking dress on. Come snatch my fucking wig. You creep cocksucker, you. You wig snatching motherfucker, you. Come snatch my fucking wig. I'm going to fucking tackle your fucking ass. And when I'm fucking laying on you, you're going to feel a fucking bulge in my pants. And yes, it's going to be because I'm happy to see you. You cocksucker, you. You wig snatching pervert, sunglass, hipster wearing motherfucker, you. Anybody in North Hollywood, be on the lookout for this piece of shit. They got a picture of him. Hopefully, hopefully they identify him. And I want to follow up. If anybody sees any follow-up news on this fucking clown, this piece of shit punk, wig-snatching fuck, please let us know at the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Because I, 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 that's just terrible to do that. It's terrible to do that to woman. It's, it's considered a hate crime. Uh, and, and to do that to an 80-year-old woman who's a practicing 
a, a Hasidic Jew or whatever, even if, even if they weren't, to just run up on people and do that shit. But now to know that he's doing it because they are Jewish women, fuck this guy. And he's got no lips, by the way. He looks like Tobey Maguire looking motherfucker. All right, I've said it all. I've said every single thing I could possibly say. I've been talking about this for a week, uh, probably a little bit more than a week. Uh, we've been celebrating it at the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast all week long. The last three podcasts, we've talked about different things, different reasons, uh, why Midnight Marauders and Enter the 36 Chambers by Tribe Cold Quest and uh, Wu-Tang Clan are so special. Without further ado, coming up next on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, Method Man, followed up by Q-Tip. Listen, trust me, I know this. Men are terrible at taking care of their health, whether it's a knee injury, a bad back, a bad elbow, or something worse. Guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. That's just a fact. ED, erectile dysfunction, is not something that we're proud of, but studies show about 70% of guys who experience ED don't even get it treated. And it is nothing to be ashamed of. It is something that you can get treated. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED privately, discreetly, online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication discreetly to your door. No waiting rooms, no uncomfortable, embarrassing face-to-face conversations, and no standing in lines at pharmacies where could just be miserable. At Roman, you can now handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash champ. That's Get roman.com slash champ fill out a brief medical onboarding chat with a doctor and get fda approved ed medicine delivered to your door in a discreet unmarked package for a free online visit go to getroman.com slash champ that's getroman.com slash champ for a free online visit check out getroman.com slash champ now and don't feel any shame about it All right, M-E-T-H-O-D, man. It's a humongous day in hip-hop, in my opinion. One of the the great days in hip-hop. Obviously, you know, history uh, uh, tells all the tales. 25 motherfucking years ago, on the same day, which you can't predict or make these things, uh, uh, you know, happen uh, with any uh, premeditation. 25 years ago, two records came out on the same day. Enter the 36 Chambers by your group, Mm -hmm. the Wu-Tang Clan. And on the same day, the third Tribe Called Quest record, Midnight Marauders, dropped. Which, when you look back on it, is fucking nuts. So, I wanted to talk to you about Midnight Marauders and Tribe Called Quest because... uh, you know, obviously, you, you know, you could talk about Wu-Tang at, at nauseum, at, at beautiful nauseum. Yeah. But speak about, tribe. talk about, about that record, what you remember about that record, what you like about that record. Because the groups, you guys were like coming from the same 
chambers, but totally different. Like the sounds, when you look back at the record, the sounds are so different. Um, but they're so well crafted and the eclecticness yeah. of the MCs and you know, the whole clan and then Fife and Tip and Ali. So just just speak on on Tribe and, and Midnight Marauders and, and that record and what it means to you. All right. Well, first of all, it was recorded. Well, part of it was recorded at Battery Studios, which is a staple in New York for hip hop. A lot of people recorded their albums in Battery Studios, whether it's the sound or maybe just the atmosphere it was always dope in there. But for me, what really stood out about that album, not just the cover, but they had dropped it on midnight mm. at... Um, at um, what was the name of that store? It was right there in the village on uh. Was Broadway. it Tower Records? Tower Records, bro. Tower Records. They had an in store there, right? And um, I remember um, this was their third studio album, and at this point, Native Tongues was pretty much defunct. Even though we respected the movement, Q-Tip, Fife, Ali. And let, let's not forget um, Roby. Right. Um, they kept the movement going, but they went, they didn't, they stayed conscious, but it was more, this album was more an eclectic type of, um, if that's even possible, eclectic hip hop. Mm. Uh, from electric relaxation to a war tour to, oh my God. Um, I mean, shit, they put it down, Mike. What could I say, man? That album was five mics in the source, which at that point was unheard of. Right. Especially for a, a group that wasn't considered a hardcore rap group. And it's crazy because obviously Wu-Tang, it, it was hardcore and Tribe, you know, it, it wasn't considered hardcore, but one of the things that Tribe was, it was so interesting is that they appealed to the hardcore audience. And, yeah, and it, they did. It's a weird balance because, like, the beats and and the essence of it, it, it wasn't like they were on some flower shit. And even with the peace, positivity, and when they first came out with the the shikis and all that shit, like the, yeah. the, the the music was so New York, it was so get hype. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that was a reflection of the times, the dashikis and all that, because they made it cool to wear African beads, right? You know, instead of jewelry and all the gold and stuff like that, they made the things that they cared about attainable for everybody, man. So, you know, that grounded, that groundedness right there, hip hop's going to respect that, whether it's um, PM Dawn or KRS-One. If it's grounded and it's good, hip hop's going to respect it. I don't know where that changed that over the years, but... Tribe definitely had a major, major influence in the game. And when Midnight Marauders dropped, it solidified them as one of the premier groups in hip-hop. Were, were you guys aware? I mean, you guys were like, you know, hungry. It was the first time out. Like, were you aware? Like, oh, shit, we're dropping our first record the same time. Like, at this time, Tribe was at the pinnacle of their shit. It was like you knew Tribe. You knew Midnight Marauders was coming. You know, they're three records in. They're stars. Were you guys aware, like, fuck, maybe we should wait, you know, till next Tuesday or anything like that? Honestly, I personally didn't care because I knew that what we had to offer was totally different than what Tribe was offering. Plus, I really liked those dudes. But, of course, record labels are very conscious of these things. And um, I think the major push that they got 
was that five mics in the source when that shit really meant, you know what I mean? And, and them coming from the native tongue movement, we respected them. We respected them first and foremost because of that movement. You know what I mean? There wasn't no buffoonery and shit going on. That that was some serious shit. And <laughs> and and um, no, for real. I mean, come on. Look at look at the people that came out of that movement. De La Soul, Jungle Brothers, Latifah, uh, Moni Love. Um, a lot. Of, well, that's that's all I can name right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, it was and you know, Beat Nuts was around it. Uh, uh, Brand yeah. Nubians was around it. I mean, people yes. forget how good Jungle Brothers was a motherfucker. That first album is a fucking, and the second album, but that first album is a fucking beast. The whole fucking album. Yeah, that that song, Jim Browski, I ain't gonna lie, I think I might have been the last person to know what the hell Jim Browski meant. <laughs> and when I got it, when I got it, I felt like that part of the end crowd. You know what I mean? Same shit with Wu-Tang. Like, when people started to here are our, our different philosophies and our way of life and, you know, how 36 and there's nine members and three and six equals nine and a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? The squares on the chessboard and all that. When people started to to break that shit down, it was like, wait a minute, you ain't up on Wu-Tang? What's yeah, it was like, like, that shit sound like some, and then they started to break down the, the different members and the and the different philosophy, and it was like, yo, these fucking dudes are incredible. That's how I felt about Tribe, Dayla, and all those dudes, man, because Q-Tip actually came up underneath the Jungle Brothers. It was a song called The Promo. Right. Basically, they are, they are responsible for <laughs> a tribe called Quest. Let's just put it that way. Yo, even black sheep. Right, black sheep. I mean, the fucking native tongues, they were that was a long fucking beautiful fucking list of motherfuckers and and it, even yes, if they sir. weren't official native. Yes. Speak on on the contrast of Tip and Fife and what worked for cuz at that time you're you're a fan. Like you you know, before you're doing it, the reason why you start doing it is cuz you're a fan. But speak on on those two guys and what worked so so well about Tip and Fife's uh, contrast. All right. Well, Tip was always that smooth. He always came across as the smooth, conscious brother that wasn't above having a good time. Fife always struck me as that hardcore, underground hip-hop MC backwards. If you looked up MC in the dictionary, you see a picture of Fife Dog there. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and they worked so well together, not just the tones of their voices, but the fact that there was something for everybody. If you liked it hardcore, you had Fife. If you liked it conscious and, and just that party vibe, and I mean, tip, smoothest voices in the game and he proved that when he came with his solo joint and you know vi from vibrant thing to all the other singles that he had off of that joint and they were well past their heyday when q-tip came out with those records and scored mm. you know what i mean but that voice alone lures you in and five dog is what kept you there right 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 that makes sense um all right well mev i didn't i just wanted to have you speak on it i mean i was like like just you know when I was thinking about like you know th this day like and as a fan and and, and uh, you know like those two records and like how they're just so fucking great and you go you think twenty five years later you think first of all getting fucking old 
And second of all, <laughs> like, you know, the, the, you know, I've been listening to them, you know, because like for me, it's like just such a fan, you know, like I'm trying to listen to them, you know, like for the first time and both the records, you know, the musicality, all your voices, Tribe and Wu-Tang, all your voices, they're just, they're like classic American music, you know, and uh, it's just, it was just such a special time. And like that entire year, so much shit dropped, you know, Black Moon, uh, yeah. Uh, Tupac, I mean, fucking KRS-One, Black Sunday, Cypress. So it was a fucking ninth. This is just, you know, a few records in, in Don't one year. Outcast. Don't right. forget Outkast. Right. Don't forget Outkast. So it's just a special time. And, and uh, yeah. one specific Wu-Tang question that I, that I wanted to ask you is, what the fuck ever happened to the killer tape? Where's the killer tape, Meth? Actually, uh, <laughs> on the camera, I gave Chef a killer tape. It was like, here's your killer tape back, chef. In actuality, the real story is it was my killer tape. I bought it bootleg, and that shit floated around everybody's crib in the hood, and I never got that shit back. That's so funny. that was like a that was like an inside joke around the way. Yo, you want my killer tape back? And it just made it onto the album, man, which just shows that the things that we find norm that we normalized around our everyday lives and shit is intriguing to somebody that wasn't from there, you know? And that's the beauty of hip hop. It's like you opening your door and inviting people into your home on some Mr. Rogers shit. <laughs> All right. Well, Matt, I just wanted to just, you know, have you speak on this shit. And, you know, like I said, I, you know, I fuck with you. I'm a fan of yours and just, you know, like that both those records in that time. And obviously 36 chambers mean so fucking much to me yeah. and so many people and you know i mean obviously right not to cut you off but that that record right there helped to establish the second golden age of hip-hop because they always say the 90s is the golden age of hip-hop that set it off right there no we doubt came. No yeah doubt. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so shout out to our uh, q-tip and all those dudes man q-tip fife wrestling rest in paradise roby Ali, Ali's still doing his thing. No, yeah. Lucy Pearl is one of my favorite bands, bro. Yo, did you just say something about there's a documentary? Yeah, it's Wu-Tang a Wu-Tang documentary. Oh shit! All right, well I gotta I'm check that. Where's it gonna yes, be? Please. Um, I don't know what channel they're gonna be on. I know Master did it, and Ghost just posted something about it. But Ghost is an executive producer, so he would know these things and shit. All right, Matt. Well, I appreciate you you coming on the podcast again, and uh, you know you know I'll do anything for you, the rap report. Come on, man. Met the cow, my motherfucking man. Like I always get, like, oh shit, Matt is coming to fuck with me, man. I fuck with you hard, Matt. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I'll talk to you soon, my man. All right. Shout out to Ernie Pentacola. Peace. Peace, fellas. Confidence is important. Okay. Everybody wants to feel confident, and sometimes one change can make all the difference. Hair Club knows this, okay? And they're inviting you to become part of the Hair Club family to see how getting the most out of your hair can change your life. Listen, I deal with hair issues, okay? I have dealt 
with hair issues. And now I am dealing, I'm feeling so much better, so much more confident at Hair Club. Hair Club is the leader in total hair solutions with a legacy of success for over 40 years. Whether you're looking to revitalize the growth of your own hair or learn more about the latest proven methods for hair replacement or restoration, Hair Club's professionally trained stylists, hair health experts, and consultants will craft a personalized, low-key, discreet solution to ensure you feel your best and get the most out of your hair. See for yourself how powerful great hair can be. Go to hairclub.com slash champ. That's hairclub.com slash champ for a free hair analysis and a free take-home hair care kit, all valued for under $300. That's hairclub.com slash champ for a free analysis and a free hair kit. I am certain that you will love the club. What up? Q-tip the abstract. That is I, sir. Do your students at NYU call you professor? <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. I got some chicks sing me a, my professor song. W- w- how does it go? Professore, professore, professore. Mi amore, mi amore, mi amore. What's the story? What's the story? What's the story? Oh, shit. You know, people keep saying, why don't you put out some music? There's your fucking hook for your next joint. <laughs> you fucking around. You sitting on a, a, a hit there. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. Mikey Raps, what's going on with this fucking hump of a country that I love so much? These fucking dingbats are out here fucking slinging all this shit. I can't even make motherfucking heads or tails of this shit. You got motherfuckers not wanting to fucking recuse. Yeah, just recuse, you cocksucker. This guy, I did. Just, I never heard that word. Be honest. Listen, we, I never fucking heard this fucking encyclopedia Joe word ever in my fucking life. And you read books and shit. And I read fucking books and all of that shit. I'm upset, Mike. It's a fucking shit show. People are getting shot left and right. People going up to synagogues and malls and. Fucking, it's going crazy. What the fuck? Yo, but w- do you sometimes, like when you're alone, you could be like on the, the treadmill or if you're driving or even if you're like you're brushing your teeth, do you ever <laughs> like sit there when you have like, a quiet moment and be like, yo, I'm from the same county in Queens as Dick Stain, Donald Trump? Like, does that ever like, <laughs> does that ever, has that woken you up out of your sleep? The fact that you're from the exact same, not even from Queens, like he's from your county, right? I try not to think about that shit, to be honest. I was like, this motherfucking waspy, waspy motherfucker is from the hood? Yo, he stained the borough. He fucked us up big time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's we been a lot of wild do, shit from Queens. We may, we may need to give fucking uh, Run DMC and LL and Pity and all the Jamaica cats to come out and do a fucking... Uh, Kumbaya concert in, in Jamaica Park. Some something. Get fifty a job rule to to make up. <laughs> Yo, oh man! But before I get into this thirty six chamber shit that I, I'm I'm so 
hype to talk to you about. Well, you know. How you feeling NBA-wise? Because a lot of motherfuckers don't know how hard body you are uh, with your NBA. Obviously, the great Fife Dog, you know, he did a lot of the of sports course, references. Yes. Um, and he was the sports guy. But one of the things that I know you guys, you know, growing up as friends, you guys were both sports heads. But you're like an NBA, you know, like a low-key NBA dude. Where are you at with the NBA right now? Man, look, I've been getting turned off. Like, I mean, I still look at it. You know, that's why I'm so following. You know, I tell you, wait a minute. Did Duke beat Kansas last night? They beat their ass, yeah. Oh, my God. They're going to go undefeated. Yo, they should be in the D-League. They should take them out of NCAA and just put them in the D-League because there's three dudes on that team that could literally be the one, two, and three pick. Yo, they kind of remind me. Of a low key like UNLV. Yep. In 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 ninety. Yep. Yep. That squad. They yo. They could go undefeated and win the chip. Yep. They could do some fucking Luau Sender fucking fucking John Boy UCLA shit. Yeah, they're they're on some shit. That kid Zion Williams is like. Oh my God, he's a problem. Ah! He got fucking hops. And he's but like three hundred pounds. My God, but see, they ain't really got a Jimmy out there. Ain't got nobody shooting the shooting the shooting the tray wop out there or the <laughs> Jimmy. Rather. You know what I'm saying? They got to get somebody to flash that, but they don't really need that, man. They so quick and then, okay. So the NBA, I digress. Forgive me, Mike. That shows you how how lackluster these Knicks are. But I, you know, I am I'm optimistic about our coach. You know what I'm saying? He seemed like he's like on his own shit. Like he's not taking no shit. No, he's good. He understands what it is, and he, he you know, he knows he's playing. He's playing a lot of young horses. Uh, you know, I think the Lakers. You know, obviously everybody looks at the Lakers because of uh, uh, LeBron. Um, that shit ain't gonna get together. Nah, they I look mean, all they, fucked up. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know, man. That was and I and I dig LeBron. I think LeBron. He's he's probably one of the most talented dudes to ever do it. And his talent, talent wise, I mean, he's not. He's and I'm a Knicks fan to the to the end. You know that, but I, I got to give it up for, for MJ on that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's he's the, he's he's the greatest. Right? He's the greatest. But I mean, you know, it's so early in the season. You you never know. You got to make sure no there's no injuries, and you got to get past this whole All Star bullshit. That's what I'm disgusted at the All Star Game. That yeah. shit was a joke. It used to be competitive. Yeah, it used to be hype. That's just like they fucking pushed out a fucking Elton John smoke machine for one of his concerts, and and put some glitter in that shit, and and just and just hit the button, and it's just all pizzazz. It's like a Bob Fosse show. Yeah, yeah, it's all fucked up. But uh, now you're Queens dude, because I know you you guys are still. Are you a Jets dude? <sighs> They left yeah. Shea Stadium fucking 30 years ago, man. You got to move on from that shit. Free I yourself. It's hard. I can't. See, that's that, that's that queen shit. Like, yo, they're not coming <laughs> back to Queens. But wait, I'm a Yankees fan, though. I know, but you I know? want you to... You need to liberate your NFL self. Mark Gassineau, Joe Klecko, Richard Todd. <laughs> they're not coming back, B, ever. It's, it's not, not... No, but you know what? I like our quarterback. I like Donald. You know, I think that the offensive coordinator sucks. I like Todd Bowles for what it's worth, but I I I, I think he's just a defensive coordinator, man. He had a good string in Arizona. 
when he had Carson Palmer and they went to the playoffs that year, he did really good. He had a crazy defense. And his Jets defense is really good. I can't front. Like, they really are, are solid. Yeah, but you know I want you to liberate your mind, B. Like, you deserve to, like, you're being loyal to a fault. Like, you fucking guys from Queens, man. You got to fucking you know liberate yourself. I should because I got the fucking, the Knicks that fucking, we sucking. We sucking balls. And then the Jets is sucking balls. You know what I mean? Most New Yorkers, they'll have the Knicks suck balls, but then they'll have the Giants, and the Giants may make a a, a, a wild card push here or there. Right. You know what I'm saying? But um, I don't know. I guess I'm just a masochist, man. I don't know. All right. 25 years ago. <laughs> now, we could talk about Midnight Marauders easily. You know, some would say make a documentary about it. But um, I, I figured because it's such a humongous day in hip hop, when I look back mm. on it as a fan, and I know, you know, you got into all of this because obviously you were a fan. So mm. it, it, getting away from you discussing the greatness of Midnight Marauders, I, I wanted to talk to you about the greatness of 36 Chambers that yes. coincidentally came out on the same fucking day 25 years ago. Mm. So Crazy. My, my first question is this. You guys were three albums deep. You know, like mm. you guys were peaking. Did you know about Wu-Tang Clan? I remember you said once to me that Old Dirty, bef before he was even Old Dirty, used to come up to your high school, Murray, Bertram, and Rhyme. Did, like, did you know they were coming that same day? Were you aware of that group? Yeah, I was aware. Um, definitely, like you said, like, I've, I've had a personal history with them because actually Asan Old Dirty came up to the high school to battle me. Oh, I was shit. Battling, yeah, because I was battling niggas and it was getting around, whatever. And then my man, my man from school was like, I got somebody to burn you. I was like, whatever, nigga, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So he brought him up there. It was so funny because he was like, yo, where, yo, where is Jay Nice? <laughs> I want to see him. Fancy, I want that man. Like it was, he was always that nigga. And we went at it, and we remained cool after that. You know, it was kind of ill because niggas. Was, I went, and then he went, and he did some some crazy shit. He said something about the dagnet dagnabbit. You track like faggot, and everybody just was just laughing, dying, laughing. So it wasn't really, and I was laughing, and we just smoked whatever, and we remained cool. And then he introduced me. To his cousin Rakim. And Rakim had, had to join out on, on Tommy Boy. And then he introduced me to his cousin, Genius. Oh, so shit. I was always cool with them. I was always rooting for them. You know what I'm saying? So I ran into a son when I was, we was going up to Radio City to see our uh, run DLC or whatever. And um, they was on their way. I was like, yo, what up, nigga? He was like, yeah, we got, it's the Wu Tang. I said the what? He's like the Wu-Tang was a um he was with um Rakim. He's like, yeah, and Rakim was like, yeah, 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 yeah. What up, Jay Dice? Tip ka ha ha Q tip. Da, 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 da. He was telling me about the group. And then when they came out and that that first 12 inch dropped, I went to go get that shit. Pronto. I heard Bobito play it, Bobito and Stretch. The next day I went to Jamaica Avenue. I copied that, I got two copies. I came immediately to Fight House. I was like, yo, listen to this shit, shit is crazy. I was like the crazy, crazy fan. So when the day came for the album to come out, you know, they had, had was making noise. 
But I think the day before we had knew that the, the dish was coming on the same day. So it was just all good. And they were up the block when we did an in-store on 4th and Broadway um, at midnight. And they were up the block. And I ran into meth. <laughs> I ran into meth right before. And meth was like, yo, you got a lot of whiteys out here. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny. We laughed and shit. But it was so loved because they shit was hard body karate, as you say. And then the week after Snoop dropped, you know. Oh, the, the, shit. You know what I'm saying? With the doggy style. Yo. Right, next week is 25th anniversary of Snoop. Shout oh, out to Snoop G-O-Double-G. That's my nigga right there. You know what I'm saying? And, um, oh, actually, I'm lying, Mike. We had had a tape. And we was going to a show probably a week before. We had a rough tape of a lot of the shit they was working on that was on the album. And this shit just stayed on. So when you heard the shit, like when I was, you know, I was really hyped about this day, you know, as a fan. Like, I was just like, damn, you know, it's crazy 25 years later. Because you don't know. You put Midnight Marauders out. You put 36 Chambers out. You don't know how it's going to last the span of time and last the test of time. And then you're like, these fucking joints both are going to last forever and they both came out on the same day and there's such a contrast um musically uh MC wise from both of you guys but it's all New York and it's all soul you know tribe obviously had you know a certain kind of appeal and Wu-Tang had the same kind of appeal but both albums would appeal to both people uh, the same kind of people but they were totally fucking totally fucking sonically that's your word. Mm -hmm. I never heard that word until I, I started fucking with you. Sonically, I don't know what the fuck it means. <laughs> Sonically different. But like, what is like, just from, from like a production point, break down what Wu-Tang 36 Chambers is. Like, what is that sound? Well, RZA was working off of the, um, <clears throat> the ASR-10, which, is a, which was a uh, sampling MIDI keyboard, right? So it was like 32-key 32, 32 keyboard, and you could dump your own sounds and you could sample it and you could MIDI it, you could whatever. So and it had a it had mad long sample time. So RZA did all his shit in there and he put the vocals in there. He was he would hit the vocals on a key, like say the key of C, middle C, and then the lower like the lower octave below the middle C, he would put like a drum on the lower C, then the bass line on the D. And maybe us, like he would string the samples from E to. I know I'm talking Greek right now. No, no, I like it. I like it. And then he would just keep moving around on the melodies and shit. So he was doing all that shit. It's kind of genius. He was doing all of that shit with one hand at the same time. He would fire off the vocals. Mm. So he would get niggas to rhyme into the keyboard, record it, and then fire them shits off. You know what I'm saying? So, and that called for the grit. Like that, it was a 16-bit, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure, you know, y'all could correct me in the comments or whatever, but I believe that the ASR-10 was a 16-bit um, keyboard. And what that is, is it speaks to the dynamics of the output mm. that you get, right? So, you know, 16-bit makes it more um, crunchier, there's not too much bass. It's really a lot of low mids to like, and it's very warm. It's not like a lot of like, um, 
5K highs. Mm. So the spectrum of sound, it gets it's, it's squished and it gets hard and brittle. Uh. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why that shit was just banging like that and sounded like a motherfucking a shoebox underneath your bed with all your money and your weed underneath it. Right. That's fucking <laughs> because dope. Because that shit was that that shit just sounded dirty as fuck. And then you have them and then on top of it, they vocals were just wild. And all of them was kind of like really dynamic vocals. They were all yell, you know, Ghostface, catch the birth for my hype first, you hype first. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, I mastered a trick just like Nixon. You know, he's yelling that shit. You know what I'm saying? So the 16-bit, when he's yelling into it and is recording the 16-bit, is processing it. It's an analog, it's an analog processor in there, and it crunches it down to give it that same hard, brittle sound. But the compressors in it makes the high part of Ghostface's verse right there poke through. Mm. And, and it's just it just has a certain snap. It's a certain charm with that shit. I, I like that. I, I fucking like that shit. Yo, the dum 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 dudes is lethal, be like, and it's ill, Mike, because you know it was wild competitive back in the day and shit. But niggas was always fucking with each other. You know what I'm saying? But for me, I was just like the super duper fan. Like it, it just didn't even you couldn't help it. Like that shit was just so fucking raw. I was like, yo, damn, I need to rip my shit up and start all over again. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I get that it. shit was lethal. And and I love it. But I, it, it, it was awesome. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, God damn, these niggas is just the shit. And they repped so hard <laughs> with all that shit, B. With the, with the karate, with the kung fu <laughs> shit, the channel five. You know what that is on Saturday. Yo, but see... Saturdays at three three p.m. Right, you know what I'm saying on Channel Five. That's what we was doing. Yeah, and you the uh, all the like you know the the thirty six and there was nine members and you know all the little shit you'd hear about like you know there'd be like theories you all heard this meant that and this meant that and all the, the you know the skits and the where's my killer tape and all that funny shit. Yo, <laughs> the skits. Yo, and the thing of the thing I love about them too, right, right, <clears throat> because Raheem. You know, he had his first shit with Tommy Boy, so, and then he watched his cousin go through it with with, with Ty with Ty and them at Cold Chilling. So they already had an understanding of how to make records, um, how to um, the you know develop like uh, concepts. Mm. You know, like like actively, cause they cause they had done it. And the thing I love about them niggas is that they didn't give up, and they went back, retooled it, and redid it. Like it, RZA, Like I don't, I don't really hang the genius tag on too many people. I'm really, I don't, I don't do that a lot. But RZA's a bona fide genius. Yeah, I agree. He's a bona fide genius. I remember in like '96, '97. Me and you used to be on the phone bugging. We would bullshit each other. I'd call you and hang up, and I'd be like, "Blue and cream, yo, send me the." <laughs> so just just speak on ghost. And you remember we used to do that shit. I used yeah, to be like, yeah. for like it was like a joke for like a year, and I would you would just call me up and tell me about the wallabies you were gonna get, the blue and cream, blue and cream, and then hang up on me. 
But so just just speak about Ghost first, and then just speak about Ray as MCs in regards to like what they represented, and they still represent because they're still, 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 still eat your food. You know what I'm saying? Them dudes is, you know, Ghost is like a python, man. Like, and I don't say it in in that in in the way that his shit is like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel, when I start talking about him, I start talking like him. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> He's just like, oh, man, I, what can you not say that? He's like just, he's that nigga, man. Like, his shit is just so soulful, but it's so picturesque. Right. And I love all of the fucking food references <laughs> that he does. You could tell the nigga is self-effacing. Mm-hmm. He has a sense of humor, but he's still that nigga you don't want to test right. at the same time. You know, you know, and he just has a certain way, him and Ray. Like and Ray is the same way. Ray has just they 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 just have a certain sensibility about how they attack them bars and how they go with the rhyme, how they describe shit. Like I was talking to Ray the other the other day. Like that that's my dude. We me and him be fucking around out here and shit moving around. Shouts out to Big Bro right there. Um, so I, I was hitting him <clears throat> the other day. I want to read you the text, please. Like, cause it's just so flavorful at all, at all times. The way he you know speaks and the way he, like, I've had conversations with him and I'm like, yo, I'm like sitting there with my mouth agape. Cause he's, he's, I'm like, yo, this is really, this is like the way he uses the language. Yeah. It's so right though. Hold on a second. So, you know, I'll be hitting him. I'll be like, what up King? Peace King. He's like, yo, Slaws almighty, almighty. How you? He's like, yes, it's time. We got. I said, yo, it's too long. We got to Let's connect. Let's get in this thing. He's like, yeah, it's time. I, f- I figured you was on the float like the Jetsons. <laughs> 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 yeah. And then, you know, he was like, I was like, yo, you know, I'm just checking in. He's like, yeah, yeah. I've just been extremely moving. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just the way they put the words together. It's so, um, I, I love shit like that when you get to contort language like that and shit. Like they fuck uh, with the slang, like they, their slang game with some <laughs> other shit. Yep. They Willie Bo was really slick. You know what I'm saying? And just talk about meth because like meth the man shit, you know, he's like, I mean, he blew the fuck up. Like, you know, it's, it was crazy because there was so many of these motherfuckers and each one of them though he's better than this one i fuck with right. this one i'm gravitating toward yeah, this yeah, one yeah 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 yep yep it was like a um a real life superhero shit right you know and it saying? was like a super team kind of like yeah yeah and meth see the nigga meth was uh, and i love that shouts out to my nigga meth you know what i'm saying he's always just saying he's another one who was just lethal with it is it the depth of his voice and, and and like his charisma, his his comedic approach to the shit, like he just was so he was just he was like the the matinee star of the group, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the bitches fucked with him heavy and shit, but he never played to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he just kept on his yo. That makes me want to just get dirtier and dirtier and grimy and grimier. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, <clears throat> I remember we did the Arsenio we did an Arsenio Hall show. From for all y'all who don't know, Arsenio Hall was a black comedian <laughs> who had a talk show in the nineties, and um, it, it rivaled Carson for a few years. He put Farrakhan on, and then they kicked him out. So he had um, <clears throat> he had his last show. So he had all of everybody in hip hop basically came, and we did like a cipher and shit. 
So they was there, we was there, and this was the same year. This was like a couple of months into 36 and a couple of months into Marauders. Wow. So he was back, he was chopping it and shit. And, you know, them niggas at that moment, because Snoop was, don't forget now, Snoop put his motherfucker out the, the following week and did 900 out this bitch. It sold 900,000. At that first week. And Damn. niggas was talking like, wow, you know what I mean? And um, we was backstage kicking it. And Meth was like, yo, Q-Tip, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I really, you know, this whole this whole industry thing, man, it's just really some other shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not built like this for this thing, <laughs> man. <laughs> you know, we had like the, the little conversation and shit. Yo, 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 God, like you, I, I, I may need you to like tell me how to go left or to go right. I can't really figure this industry shit out, man. And I'm out here with my brothers in this LA shit. I hate this shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's bugging so, off the shit. Yeah, but he was just, he had that kind of, um, I don't want to say sensitivity, but he, his instinct and shit for shit, like he saw shit kind of like, Beforehand, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, yeah. And Deck and Deck was just that dude. He was just always like just hip hop. They was all hip hop heads too. That right. was the, the real shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? And RZA was just commandeering that shit. Like if you would have took and then after that, you know, he came with the with with, with, with Cuban and Liquid Swords. And, Fuck. And, and I mean, my God! And then return to thirty six, right. and then the second joint was a classic. Like them dudes was just phenomenal, man. And, and the thing about thirty six chambers is that you put that shit on now, and it still has that. It feels like a fucking classic Black Sabbath album, or, mm. or Deep Purple, or some shit. It just takes you there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like you, you put on like a. Like a like a uh, uh, like a Guns N' Roses like it's like a hard rock album mm-hmm. that just takes you there. It really transports you there. You just can't stop. You have to hear every song because you can't miss the skits because the skits are just as classic as the song. It's like it's 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 my favorite hip hop album of all time. My personal favorite. Right. Yo, my that's, personal favorite hip hop album of all time. That's fucking big. Um. All right. Well, listen. You you fucked my head up a few times with this shit. I don't. Want, I mean, I know you could keep keep going on and on about the shit, uh, you know. But but how ill were they, though, Mike? Yo, they were. It's crazy how. St- you know what I just did? I was in Brooklyn, and my man was gonna drive me back. There was traffic. I was like, fuck it. I just literally before I got on the phone, you know, I was texting you. I took the train, the L train, all the way to Manhattan, and then that the other, and then the four train to my crib, and listened to the whole thirty six chambers because I knew I was gonna talk to you about it in my headphones on the train, and I was like, yo, this is. This is subway music. Like this music was yeah, made for yeah. the subway. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I will say this. Like, I'm shit. Who could have? Who could have designed it, man? That, that that them two joints came out the same day. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't. I can't be more happier and proud. You know, to 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 share that with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, for it's it's not only for for Wu Tang. Was not only for a trial called Quest, you know, R.I.P. A song, R.I.P. My bro, Fike, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not only for them brothers, but it's for it's for all of us, not just hip hop heads, but lovers of music. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Like, it's it's just a great considering with all this muck and Maya bullshit that we see every time we fucking turn on this motherfucking news and we see fucking. 
We see the fucking the, the Cheeto man up there perplexed. You know, go get some headphones, man, and throw on that 36 Chambers, man. Yo. And then throw on that Midnight Marauders, man. And then, th- and then do that shit again, man, and just let us transport you for a few minutes, man, and throw something on the TV like a game or something, man. Put something up in the air, roll up that good 20 from your honey, man. You know what I'm saying? Listen to my man Mike Rep. You know, if you ain't fucking with this podcast, you know what I'm saying? You real, you a real dirt bag. You know what I'm saying? Go fuck yourself, jerk off. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you know what I'm saying? This is how we do it, boy. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to go put that 36 chambers on. Go put that MM on, man. We 25 out here, man. Go roll up something and put it up in the air, man, and, and pin the tail on the fucking trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this was this was beyond fucking perfect and, and made me you my my face is smiling super fucking wide because I knew you would be hyped to talk about that shit. What? You know that. <laughs> Anything anytime you need I should be, you know what, for the show, for the podcast, whenever you get into your woo bag or anything, yo man. We're gonna have to do this like cash camp. Let's call and see if Tip is, is around because we gotta this he's gonna be our Wu Tang calling expert i'm recording this you <laughs> motherfucker so don't fucking I, i'm dead i'm not <laughs> i'm dead ass i'm dead ass all right I'm dead ass. i would I'm love dead it ass. i would love it because you know you know the way you articulate music is just is just good and, and i know that like i said before you were doing it you were a fan and uh that's why i'm glad that uh you, you broke the shit down and listen i'm gonna fan out for just a second you know how i feel about tribe Congratulations, you know, I love you, fucking Tribe Cold Quest. Again, you know, RIP you so to the much, beautiful Mike. Fife. Ah, uh, man, our brother. Jerobi, Ali yes. Shaheed Muhammad. And yeah, uh, con- just congratulations on making something that 25 fucking years later, people are still excited about. And that's literally lasted the test of time. Like, it, it doesn't sound corny. It doesn't even sound like doo-wop. Like, doo-wop sounds like doo-wop. Like, Midnight Marauders. Right, right. I, I know. I, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And, I mean, you know, it's uh, we we just blessed. I can't take any full credit for none of that shit, man. Like you know how it is, Mike. And I, 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 I yo, thank you for fucking shining the light on us. You know what I'm saying with the doc. I know we we had our shit well, publicly. I want to say, you know, we. I'm so thankful and grateful. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying for doing that shit. I love you for that shit, boy. I love you anyway. You yep. know what I'm saying? And I, and I appreciate you shining a light on the culture always and shining a light on New York shit and doing your thing, man, and still doing your shit, man. And I, I really love you and appreciate you, bro. And I'm here, man. So Love you, too. I appreciate that. And uh, now now you're going to you're gonna block my calls because next week I'm going to be like, yo, let's talk about Liquid Swords, 7 in the morning, I, I yo. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you I'm ready to go at any time. You don't understand if I... Yo, if I could get posters and put them in my wall of them niggas, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get niggas. the rip shits, like the, like the shits that have like started to turn brown and the corners like turned up and shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yo, you should do a, like a whole, I mean, I'm sure you covered it in the class in NYU, but you should do like a, a fucking Wu-Tang, like a class, like on, on the whole, I don't even know. I don't oh, even know yeah, if- that, 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 that needs to be done. And and you're right, and I probably will when I go back next year. Probably get try to get the boys in there and do that. That would be fucking nuts, and you break down as much as you can because it's like I don't even think three four months could cover the whole thing the way you'll do it, but like something because 
you know, I, I just know how passionate you are about it, and like you're able to articulate the the sort of the everyman shit, but also the music nerd sonic shit, and just yeah, yup. So I all just, day, I think it's dope. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you, Mikey. I'll talk to you soon, my man. I pop up. Right. Week ten, NFL Week ten. You want to see what teams I'm betting on NFL Week ten? I pick every single game at sportsbetcollective.com with commentary written by me that you will not find anywhere else. Did you miss out on my Thursday pick? Did you miss out? Doesn't matter. Get ready for Sunday. Your first pick and analysis is free and any additional picks cost just a buck or less if you buy a pack of five. I'm here to win you money. Okay? I love it. I don't do it for the honey. I do it to win you that fucking money. What the fuck? My opinion just costs a buck. I'll say it again. What the fuck? Yeah. My opinion costs just a buck. But if you don't trust me, you don't have to listen to me. They've also got expert writers picking NBA and college football games to help you win big. Bookmark this page now and check out sportsbetcollective.com. That's sportsbetcollective.com. Yo, like I said earlier, this is why we podcast. I want to thank both you guys. For breaking down the records, breaking down why you love hip-hop, everything good about hip-hop, everything good about Tribe and uh, the clan. Um, cannot thank you enough. I'm so fucking honored that uh, both of you guys were able to uh, join me. Gave me the privilege of interviewing on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. Um, I'm out. You know, if you're first time you've ever listened to the show, uh, subscribe, rate, and review us. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, my name is Michael Rapport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting. Uh, you have now been rocking with the best.